Welcome to another episode of Film Streak. My name is Rob, and again with me here is Jesus. How you doing, Rob? Now, you're going to hear the sound is much different because the festival is now in full swing. Yeah, it's kicking right now. Yeah, we were recording the previous episode when it was kind of quiet. It was a little bit of a downtime. Yeah. But now, things are really kicking off. So uh, the music's going, the drinks are flowing. The drinks are flowing. One of their sponsors is a tequila company. Right. And they haven't sponsored this show, so I won't say which company sure. unless you want to... They uh, they just uh, they're guaranteed that things are going to get a little loose here. So, <laughs> um, so look, uh, if you don't remember the last episode, you didn't listen to it. That's okay. We are at Houston Latino Film Festival. This is the seventh annual festival. That's right. And we're here in Houston, Texas. Um, uh, first, I got to say much thanks to the guys here, the the festival crew. That's David uh, Cortez. Uh, Dave Sabrero and Pedro Rivas, and including you, Jesus. Thank you. Um, who is not only part of the selection panel, right? That's right. The program, but also doing a lot of moderating and hosting. And the Q and Q and A's afterwards, yeah. kind of talking with the yeah the filmmakers and afterwards. So you're getting to see a lot of the films, and you're also getting to talk to a lot of the filmmakers, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly right. So the cool thing here is this is why I wanted you on it is just like in the last episode, we can really go into some some depth with the films. Right. right? Exactly. And, so now let's uh, let's pick up where we left off. If you if you want to find out more information about the festival, you can listen for later. Um, I'll even put this in the show notes, a link to the website, and so that way you can find out when the next festival is coming, or even if there are other events related to the festival that you can check out in the Houston area. So let's get into it. Um, we're going to go straight to where we left off. Film Street Two Twenty Two, Sanson and Me. Señor Reyes, ¿sabe por qué no hay paz? Porque el diablo tiene todo el mundo en sus manos. Se te determinó culpable de todos los cargos. Cadena perpetua sin posibilidad de libertad condicional. Querido Sansón, mi nombre es Rodrigo Reyes. Yo soy el intérprete que trabajó contigo durante tu juicio. También soy un director de cine. Me pregunto si quieres embarcarte en una aventura conmigo. Creo que, creo que ya vamos a estar listos. Ok. Sansón y yo, escena 1, toma 1. Yo soy el Sansón, paciente comán, en la mera cuna de Mr. Satán. En mi callejón del valle querido, pasan las doce, se escucha un ladrido. Junto a mi jacal de cartón se aparece ese señor. Yo soy el diablo. Vengo a jalarte pa que conmigo aprendas el arte de ser un gran jefe con su propio cartel con drogas y fierro nadie va a tocarte que dices mi cuate quieres vivir recio no más dame tu alma es muy poco el precio Rodrigo dicen que cuando se cierran las puertas de la cárcel se abren las ventanas del entendimiento Hasta el día en que nos lleve la muerte. 
All right, so, Jesus, this film, this is a really different type of film, right? Right. Wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a documentary um, that, that's uh, taken over a decade to kind of put together for, for the uh, director. Um, and it, um, it tells not, not, not so usual story, but, but maybe, um, you know, a story that, need, that needs to be heard uh, about a young man who kind of made the wrong decisions uh, and found himself in prison and um, in prison for, a t- uh, I guess, an attempt or a murder. Um, right. And, um, and, you know, his whole story is about he, he didn't do it. And um, but no one really believes him because it the way the laws are set up. If you're involved in a murder, you in some states you can actually be charged with this. You know, just as like if you pulled a trigger, right? Like say if you were the guy driving the car in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, but any part of it, you know what I mean? You could be you could be charged for murder. And so, um, and and he's a kind of a reluctant. Um, player in the in in, yeah. in the documentary at first but maybe the uh he, he he starts saying you know what i do want to tell my story now it's important but it's hard to know put yourself in the mind of of someone who's who's been through that right. and and this this is a uh, i think the director does a really great job of putting us putting us in that in in the in the mind of of this of this young man right and so the basic structure of the film it starts as a documentary. Oh no, I take it back. It starts actually as a reenactment, right? Right. That's right. of Sanson's youth. Yeah. So when he was a child, when he was a young man, a teenager, but using his family, his own family, to make it. Yeah, right. it's really interesting, really and, intriguing. And you, you might think. I mean, it's presented in the film. There are questions about: Is this really the right story to tell? Is this a story worth depicting? of someone who's convicted of crimes and by accounts, you know, according to the legal system, he's guilty of these crimes. Right. right. And is that something, is that a person that's deserving of this kind of telling of their story? And uh, you could argue that back and forth, right? Like right. whether that's, whether that's necessary. Well, that's the criticism. Yeah. Uh, he, I think the director even uh, relays and, and un, un, uncovers that right. he himself doesn't know if this is, you know, right? Does he does he need all this flack? You know, from from the the outside on uh, why why would you cover a story for someone who'll never get out of prison? Because usually you cover this kind of story and like the guy gets out, yep. and and then it's a great documentary. Well, what about a documentary where you're covering a guy who should be in prison? What, right. what does that say about you as a director? And, and I and I think the power of that, like the answer to that question, the power comes from the reenactments, really, right? Because you know, the, all the people that play him and his family, they're actually his real family. Like, his nephew plays him. Right. And his sister plays his mother. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when you have different family involved, and they're already living with the real pain. Yes. That his situation and just their their lifestyle. You know, um, I'm trying to remember where it was exactly that, that he grew up. But it was a it was a poor part of town or a poor part of the country, and it was a matter of um, really trying to convey the living conditions and right. even the way of life. You know, right. the, the treatment that he had as a child. Maybe those things all contributed to him basically ending up where he ended up. Did he have a child? Was, yes. I mean, the story was he was just going. 
he was just going to the store and his and his cousin or something was like, hey, give me a ride. Right. And that ride ended up being right. uh, a shooting. Yes. And which he was involved in. And then he goes to prison. Mm-hmm. And, and it was all just like, hey, I was just going to the store. I had no idea what the, what, what I was on, what really the ride was for. Right. Yeah. So when it when it gives you that context, you know, of not only here's the man and here's the things that happened to him, but here's the area, the part of the world that he's from. And how hard it is, the, the struggle, you know, the hardship that everybody there faces, and and you see it portrayed, yeah. even though it's reenacted, like you you have to assume not a lot has changed there since he was actually there. Right. 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 So the thing I took away from this, the film, is that it's illustrating that when you grow up in this environment, maybe you don't have the opportunities, you don't have the resources, you don't have the Maybe even the understanding of the rest of the world. Right. So there aren't as many roads you can go down in life. Yeah. And it's, this, it's almost like you're, it's a cycle of, you know, say poverty yeah. and, um, and lack of resources to get out. Uh, so his, his uh, nephew, I guess, who, who plays, could, could, could actually go down the same road. Um, it, there may not be, like, there, it may just happen again. Yeah. And that's, that's I guess, a product of, making a film about him using his family in the same environment and you see the director actually having to deal with the family and the emotions and them trying to grip, come to grips with everything that is involved with this story. I mean, right. it's it's an interesting look, almost like behind the scenes. Yeah. But you're seeing it in front of the camera. I've never seen a documentary told this way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where the director is kind of part of the story. He's part of the story. The fa- it's the reenactment part of it, yeah. using your own family to do a documentary about you. And it's like, it, you know, every documentary has a, has like a narrative in a way. Even though it's, it's, you know, documentaries are supposed to be just telling kind of the facts. It's not true, really. It, right. Sometimes it does... Um, it does lean a certain way. I like this one that it, it doesn't necessarily lean any way, and, and, it, and he's very—it's very honest. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, a very important scene where he explains to Sansom, the director. He explains like, "I'm not making this film to overturn your case or to get you out of prison. Like that's that's not going to be the goal here. Right. The goal is more or less just to illustrate your life." For good or bad, how it played out, and maybe at least help other people understand this is the environment that you came out of, and maybe that's why you're here, for one reason or another. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's an interesting examination, but is it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't really, it doesn't really judge. Yeah, you know whether he's guilty or not guilty. Like that's already established based on he's convicted. Right. It, so, like leave, leave. I mean, this very well could have could be like your Latino new kids on the or not new, uh, uh, boys in the hood. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? In sure. a way, yeah. it, 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 it leave out the documentary part. It's one of those stories you can't write, you know, um, or it would be a movie. And, and it's like you said, it looks like a really good movie yeah. until it, you're like, wait, it's, a, it's they're telling a story about a real person. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, on on those strengths, I think it's a very unique and a really unconventional approach to a documentary. Um, And it's not the presentation of it, the staging of the reenacted scenes. They feel there's an authenticity to them. Right. You know, the, the, even though it's his family, they're not actors, they're not performers. And he has to 
you to show what what the idea is of the scene or of the moment. Because all of these scenes that are reenacted, they're based on Sanson's own retelling, right, through letters. Yes, exactly. So he's kind of following Sanson's point of view, but he's got to still get a certain level of performance out of people yeah, who are not, not really who are not actors and maybe don't even want to do this. You know? And and I and I've seen documentaries being made, and I and I and just it, it's not easy yeah. to when you and you have an idea as say a filmmaker in your mind, you're thinking, hey, I, I need them to say this, or I want them to say that. Well, it looks like he did a really good job of just letting it happen organically, right? And uh, however it may be, uh, it's, it's getting it's getting good here. It's yeah, getting good here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you hear the noise? That's good. That's all right. We're really here. We're not faking it. Yeah, we're not faking it. This isn't uh, you know uh, canned canned audio. Right. right. Yeah. This is a uh, this is a huge Houston Latino Film Festival. We're yeah. right in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. So look, in, in that respect, um, Sense and Me is a recommendation. Of course, um, it's a great film. It's a very interesting story. It's a yeah. look at uh, a life that is very challenged and yeah. by a filmmaker who really took a novel approach to this. Absolutely. So, um, you know, that's one that um, whenever you have an opportunity to watch it and you're interested in this type of a story about, you know, what life can be like for someone who's in prison, uh, maybe, uh, maybe unjustly so, maybe not, but understanding their background and understanding the life that they must have led to get to that place. This is a... Uh, a pretty novel approach to telling that story. Absolutely, yeah. it's, and it's worth watching. Yeah. And um, I, I do see documentaries going this route, where 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 it's it is a mix of, you know, uh, actual filmmaking happening mm -hmm. in, the, in the process, right. Right. and then using what you got to make it. Like, hey, um, you're reenacting re a lot of this stuff. I'm not going to go find a casting agent. I'm going to use these people, the people closest to this story, to make it, which was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. unique. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Sensen and me, and uh, we're going to keep it moving now. Yep. Now that we're um, we're well into the festival here. <laughs> All right. So next up on Film Streak, we've got two twenty three. This is Gods of Mexico.
All right. So, Jesus, um, this is a very interesting film also. Absolutely. You know, and and let, let me just, before we get into the film, so many of the films here, so many of the selections and props to you and, and the selection panel for really picking some interesting stuff. This is probably one of the more, uh, let's say, abstract choices. Yep. And um, I, we, I don't know, what do you want to... You want to kind of dive into what exactly? Sure. So it's a I I call it a a landscape of the rural rural Mexico and the people who are living in there. But it's 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 told in 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 very crisp visual visuals. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's not it's non narrative, right? It's a documentary, and it um, and it it just visually takes you through what Mexico is about to yesterday, today, and possibly the future. Um, and, and what is that future of Mexico? To, what will that be? Right. Yeah. I, I think, uh, the way it's broken up is very unique. You know, there's a kind of a bookend, uh, like a framing device. You start with a segment it's titled white, right? Right. And right, right. there's no dialogue in this film at all. Right. right. I mean, we're just watching, for most of this, we're watching people at work right. in these rural, uh, kind of outdoor, rugged settings. Mm-hmm. And the first segment, we're watching. What are we watching? Uh, I, the first segment is sort of the land, and yeah. and, and, and and like um, you know, it's it's. I, I wasn't sure what I was when I first started watching it. Do uh, like you said, do not wait for someone to start talking. Do right. not wait for like yeah. here. Here's what it is. Here's what it, it is. Just open your eyes and take it in. I yeah. like not in the traditional sense. It's like candy for the eyes. Like use your eyes um, and your ears and your ears. The sound design and the the sound editing is right. really crucial to this. Right. You know when you've got these visuals that are so amazing, but there's no words. There's no dialogue. Um, I mean, there are some moments where people talk to each other, right. but it's not, there's no narrative no. arc to it. So the sound design, when you're just hearing these people working, digging, uh, hitting something with a hammer or lighting a fire, right. that sound design is so crucial, I think. Right. Because you only it, have two senses to work with. And <laughs> in that, in that way, it's, it, it, it's intimate. It brings you close. Yeah. And if you kind of turn off your, your other senses, right? Yeah. Like if you turn off your... The sense of like, oh, I'm going to be told a story. Just yeah. cut that out, you know, yeah. and, and just watch. It's just an experience. It's just an experience, really. Yeah. It's like, it's better than just driving through Mexico. You get to see it and, yeah. and all it's, and it's wonder. It's right. wondrous um, to watch. So can you, here's what I was getting at, though. Yeah. Can you tell me what it is that we're watching in the I, first segment? I, I, I can't, I really. Mean, all I can best describe it is some kind of farming Right, and, and there, it, there's salt. There's like a salt like farm, right? And you see, you see some people working it, and then you see like really close up of, of like digging a hole, like right. a fire pit, yeah, yeah, but like a giant fire pit, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, it was really that was part of it. Part of the intrigue is yeah. I'm not really sure what I'm watching here. I'm not really sure. And you know, the thing it 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 calls to mind is. You've seen There Will Be Blood, right? There Will Be Blood, yeah. So do you remember the opening of that film yeah. where Daniel Plainview, yes. he's out in California, he's digging for oil. Right. He's and no dirty dialogue. and grimy. And We're just watching him go down this pit yeah. and he's uh, not digging for oil, digging for gold. gold. And he hits oil. Right, right, right. But that whole segment, that whole opening part of the film, 
we're just watching someone work and just the it's like mesmerizing yeah. of okay what happens next and when, what's the next step and then he's doing this and why and as a lot of this film is like that or i felt like it yeah it, it, you're watching a process even if you're not sure what the process is yeah, exactly um and towards the end of the film we get a similar thing where there are men in caves and they're mining i guess yep um and even it, it almost doesn't even matter what they're there doing right just right. the fact that you're watching it happen you're watching these people putting that that elbow grease they're actually doing the hard work where you know i don't know if that's part of the overall message of the film maybe is to illustrate the rugged nature of mexican people right um where we where they they come from what how how are they able to sustain themselves really? right because we don't we don't necessarily get you know i think uh maybe like the 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 title the subtitle is like a portrait of uh mexico and its people or, or people in its nation or nation its like people yeah and you know technically this i wouldn't say this is a portrait of an entire country because we don't see all parts of Mexico no, of and course. all walks there, of life. There isn't like the the urban. There's right. like the urban part. Right, the more contemporary society that we might normally think of. This is really, um, it's almost a look at like an ancient way of life. Exactly. You know? And and the thing that makes me think of that is the the four segments that are in the film, like the middle part of the film, where it's just. It's not even still photography, but it looks like it, right? It's just black and white. Yeah, static. Very stark, yeah. static uh, poses. And they're broken into four different segments based on northeast, west, south. And they're all named after Aztec gods, right? These are the gods of Mexico. Right, right. And That's the name. So I thought, okay, now I get, I think, what we're going for here. Yeah. We're looking at a real ancient perspective. Yes. on this way of life exactly right yeah so it was an interesting like melding of ideas there absolutely and the fact that it illustrates all of those i guess regions or walks of life and and there's really no repetition you know yeah. you got north is very different from west is very different from east and south the diversity of the of Mexico, really. If you don't know anything about Mexico, this would be like a good yeah beginning. Right. Uh, you know, uh, it's not Mexico City, which is you know as we all know, it's a hi hyper city. It, you know, it's right. twenty million people. Um, yeah. That's not this. It, it's um, it, it's it's what Mexico might still look like yeah. in a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think um, this at least gives us a very like I said a very abstract. It's, yeah. it's sometimes very surreal. Very like surreal. You recognize the people and the locations, but because you're not really sure the context, sometimes it just feels like I I don't know what I'm watching. I'm just going with <laughs> Your it. Your eye has to take a minute to like kind of focus in. I'm like, oh, there's a person there. Yeah. Or or wait, you see some movement and then you're like, oh, oh wait. Yeah. So in that way, it's very much uh it's almost like a tone poem, right? It it feels very much like a, a very meditative kind of look at Ethereal. the countryside. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, so in that regard, I mean, it's a very different experience. It's not a conventional narrative structure. So uh, it's definitely one to take in and just just go for Watch. it. Just just let it wash over you, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So that uh, any other thoughts on Gods of Mexico? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so look, um, 
that's uh, that's one to check out. I don't know where Definitely. you might ever see that. Um, that feels like a very, very much like something that would get art house play. Oh yeah, um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. You, you, I imagine it's it be, the the cachet of it will 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 find itself into people's you yeah. know homes and somewhat for or, sure yeah. for sure. So all right, so let's uh, let's keep it moving. That was Gods of Mexico, and um, let's get to the next film here. All right, so next up we've got Film Streak two twenty four, the Pool of Nobodies. Porque si la caga, a ti te lleva la verga, pato. Pues señor. Por lo pronto que se ponga a limpiar. ¿Limpiar qué? La Berca de los Nadies. And and it's funny, okay, so I don't know what you do when, when you see a film that's translated. Uh-huh. Like, I, I thought a pool would be like piscina. Sure. But I looked it up, all right, because I'm uh-huh. like, wait a minute, I thought pool was, and I saw, I saw a berca. Uh-huh. Okay. A berca is like a, is also can be considered a reservoir. Okay. See, a pool, yeah. to get a little, you know, nerdy here, a pool seems like it will always have the same amount of water. Right, right. A reservoir can... Uh, Rise and 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 fall, yes. right? Um, and when you think of a, a pool of nobodies, this film is is really I feel like more like a reservoir that mm-hmm. sometimes rises with mm-hmm. with people. And you and when you get when I started thinking about that more of like a not so, not so much of a pool, mm-hmm. but as a reservoir yeah. of people, yeah. it changed my mind about it a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. it really it gives you a new context, right? a new context, yeah, and. Um, so to just kind of set up the premise of the film, um, it almost, first of all, it almost plays in real time, right? When exactly. you say it, it feels like you're watching things happen minute by minute. Right. So the runtime of the film, like that's the actual time that these events are happening. Right. Exactly right. And um, where we start out, it's, it's a, I say a young man, but it's, it's a man who's basically held captive and... Um, how would we say? I mean, recruited. He's by recruited. recruided by the gang. Yeah. Maybe they they're a group. He's part of a group of people that like was was trying to immigrate. Yeah. With maybe coyotes. some coyotes. Yeah. And then like maybe a gang kidnapped those people from the 
Coyotes. Right. And now they've recruited this young man because he looks like he can probably help manage the other people somehow. Right, right. It's yeah. so kind of a, a little bit of a turncoat situation, I guess. Exactly. Right? Which is really, By necessity, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We find so, out he has yes. yeah, so something to gain. So the idea is that we're getting a look at, I think you, you expressed it before, before we recorded, kind of the immigrant or the, the worst of the immigrant experience. Yeah. Right? Um, we're seeing these people that are being held captive, maybe on their way to the U.S. or just passing through Mexico, let's say, uh, in search of a better life, obviously. And this is the last place you would have wanted to end up. Exactly. On this compound or this camp yep. where people are just held in rooms and they're pulled from those rooms maybe to work or to possibly be taken somewhere else they're they're trying and then these this gang is trying to see if they can get a ransom yes. like from like who which one of you has ransom if you don't have a ransom or if you don't pretend like you, you're worth something yeah you might be gone anyway right and right. and and that and that's a really disturbing aspect of it is these people have to now prove their value as a human being and if they can't is that saying the people that are holding them, they see them as worthless, right? right? I mean, I think that's the idea. Is yeah, for the, for this fest, for the, and that's what we have to deal with with the, that um, that cutthroat yeah. nature of this film uh, of, of what the the coyotes and these gangs do with the immigrants that are trying to go reach for a better life, escape political and economic persecution wherever they're at. Um, the the it, I, when I when this film came across, and I I, I felt. I pushed it to Pedro and yeah. and the other uh, programmers as a story that needed to be told, and and they were like, "Well, where do we put it? Yeah. Where do we put this kind of film? Obviously, it's not really a good uh, or a film for children right. to, to watch. I mean, they, they might watch it and not really know what's going on. Yeah. But as an adult, you know exactly what's going on yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, people are are um, being held captive. Mm -hmm. um, they're facing murder." Yeah, uh, I mean, or right, worse, or somehow. worse, or worse, or <laughs> yeah. worse. There's a pregnant lady yes. who's, um, you know, she's. They ask, which one of y'all can cook? Right. To this, uh, I can, you know, I can cook. I mean, even if she didn't know how to cook, she's like, I'll figure it out. I, you know, yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get the, you know, and so yeah, proving your worth. It's yeah. like to your humanity, proving that you're worth something, uh, or death. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's the real chilling aspect of the whole thing is. To have to do that on the spot, and maybe you you don't, that's not what you're used to, as most of us probably. It's like, we just go about our lives. Right. I don't right. have to prove minute by minute that I'm worth staying alive. And and that's why I think it's important that to point out this film really does play like that. Like, it goes minute by minute. Minute by minute. Every moment, every time a, a new character walks into a room or yeah, something else happens... Good. You're not sure if somebody's about to die. And it's really, it creates a real tension throughout the whole film where at any moment, you, you know, it's unpredictable. You just don't know what's going to happen. What a terrific way of, of bringing the audience into it. The yeah. way the way it's stylistically that film is to, uh, told. Yeah. Uh, the director really, really brought us in using that, that, that film technique where you just kind of like... Uh, 
it's like a, a lot of continuous takes. Yeah. yeah. Right, where you're walking in the door with someone, you're sitting down at a table, right. and then you're, you know, uh, the character uh, who's kind of recruited. Uh, you see his his reaction to things, and he's having to make real-time decisions about right. his life, and you're like, oh, what is, what is this guy going to do now? Like, I mean, is he going to shoot somebody just to prove he's worth something to these guys like there, what is he gonna do there are moments because of the camera work also uh, it, yeah. it's shot really interestingly with this wide angle lens yeah. and very shallow focus so you see somebody in the foreground very clearly but somebody right behind them you're not clear like what exactly it might be happening right. um and then the camera work it is very it almost feels improvised. It, it feels very documentary-like. Yeah, it does. Like, at any moment, this camera could turn a certain way, and you might see something really horrible, right? Or the character might have to do something really horrible. What a great use of the camera, yeah. camera work in that way, in that yeah. regard, yeah. I mean, it really does add a, a layer of suspense. Even though it's a very slow build, just because of the nature of the, of the situation everybody is in, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. And the camera isn't afraid to turn and show you something really screwed up, you know? Yeah. And so when you have that kind of looming over you as an audience member, as a viewer, it's it's very tense. Cur- cur- current events have, like, I don't know if you heard about um, the former, like, FBI guy in, in Mexico was in prison or, you know, with the U.S. U.S. finally put him in prison. How much that the government and the military actually work with these gangs? So they, they address that in the film. The, the one the head the head gang leader was like, didn't we pay these guys off? Because at some point they're being attacked. Right. And they had to like they're like, wait a minute. What, what's going on here? Didn't we pay them off? Well, how true to true to life is that mm-hmm. that? These, these gangs are working in concert with the government officials so they can stay out of their way, so they can continue business as usual. Yeah. Um, we saw those people getting, who, uh, Americans who went over, probably for nefarious reasons anyways. What, I'm not sure. Uh, I have to read more about that. But a couple of them got killed. Yeah. And the gang said, hey, you know what? Sorry, we didn't mean to kill those people. Uh, you know, we, uh, And then they turned in their own guys. I mean, there's this whole thing going on yeah. in, 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 in the... Um, Cartels and then these gangs that you don't may not know about as an American. I yeah. mean, even living in Texas, this stuff is going on right across the border. Right, and, and it's it, a whole machine. I mean, as soon as you are caught up in it, or accidentally, you know, or by me. or by force, like the like the protagonist of this movie. Right, right. So, you know, I think um, I think this film really says a lot more. Like to speak to what you're saying, it says a lot more than it maybe appears. Right. You know, it's it, on the surface, it's about this this guy who's trying to survive this situation for an hour and a half or whatever it is. But it really is. There are layers of how did he get there? How could he possibly get out of this? And what happens to the other people that are there with him? What happens to his captors? Right. Um, so. When you start to point all of those arrows at the situations, like, oh, yeah, this is really, there's a whole other network of things that are leading to this kind of situation. Yeah. And the fact that at the end of the film, uh, I don't want to give much away, it, yeah. but it's mentioned that there is another camp. There are other camps like this. Yeah, let's move on yeah, to so, see where else we can. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, this is just a, an odd fluke situation, you know? So, right. Right, uh, it's I, a network. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's like a corporation. You know, for them, it's it's business as usual. 
and um, they work they work kind of with, uh, without impu- with with impunity, um, you know, um, and. And, I, and that's why I kind of I really push for this as a, as a, one of the, the programmers and, and, and Pedro, the, the programming director, Pedro Rivas. And I really said, hey, as queasy as it makes you feel, yeah. as 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 um, that is a good thing. That is what we have to do right. as 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 a, a part of this festival is not just put movies that are like um, we talked about uh, Carajita, yeah. um, that it's way more subtle right. about what's going on in these countries. This is really happening very close to us, yeah. and we have to be aware of that. And, and a note that I made here is that this is based on a, a real incident, yeah. right? Where in 2010, there were actually 73 people that were killed. And was it San Fernando, Tamaulipas? So, you know, the fact that not only is this a very disturbing, kind of harrowing story in this film, but it happened to real people. And in a way, I'm sure this is also meant as a tribute to that and as a kind of throwing the flag up of like, we need to pay attention to this kind of thing and look how horrible it is, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think when you look at it that way, like this film is really important and, and I'm glad you pushed for it and really understood the depths of it because uh, this kind of story yeah you like to think this kind of thing doesn't happen right or it's very rare right but the fact that this may be more routine and more uh, more of a, of a almost a casual thing for some of these people like it's just a way of part of life um, that's that's something that shouldn't be and to raise awareness and to make sure that these kinds of things aren't happening again or can be prevented somehow. I mean, I'm sure that's part of making this film and pushing it out there. Yeah. So, um, I can't wait to see it again, to be honest. Like, I, I, I'm like, and and not because I'm like a glutton for, <laughs> for this stuff or I love seeing, you know, hard-hitting right. uh, topics, but, but because I, I do want to keep it fresh. Like, you don't want to forget, you know, yeah. it's like... Um, it's like how you felt maybe when you went on these retreats and maybe like when you were a kid and you'd, you'd get yeah. this feeling when you got back, hey, I need to change something, I need to yeah. do something. And, and then after two weeks of like living at home, you're like, you know, you're back to being <laughs> your, like a, a snotty brat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you have to kind of, is it, you know, if there's a way to kind of keep this, these kind of stories in your mind so you say, hey, this is really a reality, yeah. really, on our yeah. planet. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. So any other thoughts? I no, think, all right, think so we summed that one up pretty good. It's definitely a watch. It's definitely something to check out. Uh, my understanding is that it's relatively new, uh, a new production, and it's doing the festival run, the circuit. So um, I certainly hope it gets more attention. That's certainly part of the idea of talking about it here. Sure. Um, and if it's somewhere that's available to watch, uh, one day streaming or in a theater, give it a give it a chance. Give it a, give it a go and... And share it with anybody that needs to know about this kind of a story. I, th- I think it's really important. Yeah, don't don't look away at reality. Yeah. Look, that's been uh, another episode here from the Houston Latino Film Festival. This is the seventh annual festival, and um, if you want to find out more about this year or the coming year or any other events related to the festival, go to HoustonLatinoFilmFestival.org. You can see what's new there. You can sign up to get email updates. Um, uh, I need to thank, especially 
everyone here at the festival, all the volunteers for all the work they're doing. Uh, we even get, look, we even got Abraham on the decks up there. Yep. He's the one providing music. And um, so entertaining you while we speak. Right, exactly. So everyone here, they've been doing a great job. This this festival has really grown in the last several years, and I'm happy to be a part of it, like I said before. Um, you know, meeting good people like you, Jesus. Oh, thanks, Rob. Uh, meeting all the crew here, everybody who, who we're not just coming together because we like movies. Um, that's that's what we're doing right now. But everybody else here, they're also down for what the idea of this festival is, right? To promote and to celebrate you know, Latino filmmakers, Latino culture, even the arts. We had a poetry reading a little while ago. Oh, that was that was really cool. Um, we have live music up right now. Yeah, um, I say live music, but there's Abraham art. We have a gallery music. with um, with art uh, yeah. from from artists. That's right. We have an art exhibit here that we're looking at. So this is really a, a very varied and eclectic celebration here and so this event happens every year usually in march usually march yeah so uh if you're in the houston area if you're in texas hell if you're anywhere come come check it out definitely get your tickets so um with that in mind um we're gonna sign off um because the noise is getting even louder here (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to subscribe oh yeah that's right Uh, of course uh film streak you go to filmstreak.com you can uh Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcast places. And uh, you can even get uh, new updates directly to your email inbox. So we'll make it easier for you. Um, In the meantime, hey, this has been Rob and Jesus. And uh, thanks again, man. Thank you. All right. We're going to go watch some new movies.